Thank you for tuning in to The Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. If you're looking for a fun, creative, and biblically-based book that will plant seeds of truth and hope in your child's life, this is it. Grab your copy of Guess How Much God Loves You by Karen Ferguson on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Well, hello, readers. I am so excited to be here with you today. And I have a new friend, Michelle Olson. So, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Trisha, for having me. I've been so excited about this. I think you have the funnest books. But before we get to that, we're going to get to that in a second. Before we get to your books, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and all my novels are set on Mackinac Island. So many people think that I live on Mackinac Island <laughs> or I live in Michigan, but that is five mile, five hours away for us. But we've been there over, going out for over 30 years. So I know, oh, the wow. I know the island really well. So I've been married for, it'll be 44 years this year, I believe, 44, 45, who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, my husband, Ray, and that's who we started Lake Girl Publishing. That's our company, Lake Girl Publishing, together. And I'm a mom, and I'm a gigi, which is yeah. grandma in our yeah. neck of the woods. And uh, so I have a, a son, Benjamin, and a daughter-in-law, Cassie, in Nashville, and my son's a singer-songwriter. Oh, wow. And then I have a daughter, Molly, and a son-in-law, Danny, and they live in Chicago. And my daughter's led an interesting life because she has skated professionally around the world. Oh, wow. And she also um, is a professional coach now in Chicago. And then I've got two grandkids. I've got Jace and Jet. Jet is the oldest. He's eight, and Jace is five. And they're little hockey players. And of course, they're the lights of our life. You have it's like so, so much. much talent just oozing out of your family. Well, we're, we're artsy, musicy, love arts, basically love the arts and in, in expressing them creatively. And yeah, so I retired from normal life. I was an advertising media writer for 45 years, uh, specializing in health. Oh, I wow. do voice work around the country. So I still do a lot of that. And I, uh, started being a DJ back in the days when we were spinning records. So that's been my history. So I, I was so happy to be in radio back in the day when we were spinning records and 45s onto albums. And it was a, a great fun field to be in. And, and then I just kind of went into production houses. And then when the internet came along, the whole world changed because you could do audio and video and everything that just, that changed everything. So I, I did retire about a year ago from corporate life, corporate writing and marketing advertising and started Lake Girl Publishing. And so I'm retired. Yeah, you're retired and working a lot. <laughs> I'm working a lot. So writing the books, doing voice work and doing a lot of artwork and uh, teaching doodling and sketch noting and all kinds of art fun things. So that that's kind of me in a nutshell. Oh, so, I mean, so many things we could talk about. Um, it reminds me of WKRP. Remember that old, talking about Oh old my shows. gosh, yeah. yeah. And that's what, it, you know, back in the days of radio, I'm telling you that, that is what it was like. I worked at one station. We we honestly didn't know where our paychecks were coming from. We would do trade out with restaurants and then we'd get free food instead of partial pay at times. I mean, 
It was WKRP in Cincinnati, but it was in Wisconsin. Oh, that is so cool. I mean, so many things we can talk about. So let's talk about your books first, and then we'll talk about all the other things. We'll make sure you get your books. So these are so fun. Okay, so we have, I'll go try to go one at a time. Um, Being Ethel, and I love the subtitle. So it's Being Ethel in a World That Loves Lucy. So that is the first one. Okay, which, and the second one is 19. Dorothy. Dorothy. Okay, so Being Dorothy. Um, and the subtitles in a world longing for home, you might be getting the idea of what these are based on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, being Alice. Yes. So being Alice in a world lost in the looking glass. And then we have being Wendy in a world afraid to grow up. Yes. Um, and so fun. So I'm just almost done with the first one. So I have not dug into the other ones, but they are light and fun and chatty and interesting because you have this character. So the main character is Piper and yes. she faces, uh, she's in trouble. She's in a lot of trouble. And then there's this, uh, I'm trying to figure out how much to give away, but she ends up getting an inheritance on Mackinac Island. But when she gets there, there's different stipulations, different things she has to follow. Um, but the person who has given her this inheritance has set her up. I mean, I would like to find out. I have this inheritance. Oh, yeah. yeah. So has Fancy. set her up. Yes. <laughs> but there, so she's she goes from this world of, I don't know where I'm going to get the next dollar to living in very posh quarters with very exciting things going on. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about the story and like where you got the idea for this? Well, originally being Ethel in a world that loves Lucy speaks to the fact that the world loves Lucy, but we're really all Ethel. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and we we're kind of the sidekick. We'd like to be the main person, but we we probably aren't. And so I was going to write a nonfiction, almost Bible study book, being Ethel in a world that mm. loves Lucy. Almost like Rachel and Leah. In right, the Bible. right. And then I I thought, well, what would it be like if it was fiction? Mm-hmm. So then I took the fiction idea and I took the idea that I love Mackinac Island. I love the Grand Hotel. I love old Hollywood. Yes. I love old TV shows with nuns in them. Yep. And that all kind of mushed together. And I, I love the Lord. Yep. So we're going to put all that together, throw it in a ball, throw it out and see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with some, with some comedy, with some, but you know, true faith, life lessons, like I like to call them, uh, tongue in cheek. And I had to set it in 1979 when they were filming the movie Somewhere in Time at the Grand Hotel. So and I love that movie. Right. It's love. a great movie. Yes. Great movie. So she is an extra in the movie. So that kind of gets brought yes. in. Yes. And so a little bit of Christopher Reeve, a little bit of Jane Seymour, who it's Jane Seymour's <gasps> birthday today. <laughs> So that's all thrown in along with all that I know about the Grand Hotel. So there's some history of the Grand Hotel, history of the island. uh, I didn't know it was owned by like one family, basically. 
so you much. Know, until, uh, until just a couple years ago. Yeah. Until like maybe three years ago, it was sold. There's so many things. And I've heard about, like, I've never been there. So I want to go. I definitely want to go now. But yeah. it was so cool. Like, you do you do hear about what's going on and different things because she's learning about it and all these things are happening to her. So as a reader, it's not like a natural, like, oh, here's a fact. Here's a fact. You're just learning about things as she's learning about it and she's experiencing life in this completely different place than where she was in San Francisco before. So it's, it's super fun. Um, And uh, it's, so I think if you like, like lighter books, cozy mysteries, like those types of lighter personality fun, there's a lot of TV trivia, which I am all about all the old TV shows. My grandma always has just the black and white channel or the old shows on, or we're watching Carol Burnett. So she lives yeah. in 93. Yeah. So yeah. if you love that kind of stuff, you are just going to love the books. I love that you were able to say, okay, I like this. I like this. Let's put a little about of this. And it really shows your personality. And I was listening to the audiobook, which you read which was yes. so fun. So it was so funny because we got on here and it took me a minute. I'm like, oh yeah, because I've been listening to your voice and then like, oh, she's right here. She's a real person. <laughs> yeah. And and here's the funny thing. So because I, I have done voice work, you know, for like over 40 years and I, mm-hmm. I'm like an actress in that I spend about a half hour every day auditioning for voice jobs around the country and some internationally. Wow. So that's just a part of what I do. So when it came to do my book, I thought that I would absolutely love narrating the book yeah and I thought "Mm, maybe I'll just just as a side job I'll just narrate a bunch of books I couldn't believe how much work it was oh incredible and then keeping the voices straight because I kind of played with the voices a little bit yeah yeah and the characters so keeping that straight and of course it's like eight hours you can't record it all at once right so then you have to go back and go well wait a minute what voice did I use for that what voice did (laughs) I use for this and they have to match. Yeah. It can't be. So it was a labor of love, but I'm used to doing commercials mm-hmm. and announcements and things. They're short. They're one minute, two minute, 30 seconds. Eight hours is a long time. So because I, I do voice work and I'm so used to the other, I have a real hard time doing it. So I've had requests because people like audiobooks want the rest of them. I'll never say never, but I will say not right now. I know, I know. You're like, that was so much work. Too soon. Yeah. Even though a couple years ago now, it was, I I partially loved it and partially thought I was going to tear the hair out of my head. Mm, you know, yeah. because it's so, but I'm, I'm thrilled with how it turned out, but I thought it's really a lot of work. Have you done your own books? No, I have not done my own books. Nope. I do have a podcast, but I'm not having, I'm not going on script and I'm not changing voices. And yeah, so. You speak so slowly when you're reading a book mm-hmm. compared to even how you read it. It, it just takes an incredible amount of time. So I, I, you know, hats off to all the people who do all the narrating. I, I liked parts of it. I may do it again. I'd like to do children's books because I do some cartoon voices and things like that. That's probably more my. Right. Tolerance. <laughs> well, it was so fun. Like even the guys. Like, I mean, there, it reminds me of, cause you have all the, like it's 1979. So it's like the slang and the logo and how people talk. It reminds me, cause I read aloud to my kids. So like Henry Huggins and those types of like, Hey, I don't know. Some of the slangy things that they would say just reminds me of just those old, I, my favorite books are 
like 1970 and before just those old Ramona and Henry Higgins and those, I mean, encyclopedia Brown and any of all those. So a lot of the language, so I was born in 71. So a lot of the language just was reminiscent to me of those years and the fun and the lightness and the, I don't know, it was, it was super fun to just get caught up in that world. In our, our villain, so to speak. Yeah. Our tongue chairwoman speaks in the transatlantic, like the 1930s and 1940 movies, mm-hmm. which always fascinated me. So I did the research on to find out about that era of movies. And then she always speaks like that, which yeah. is fun, actually. And she continues through all the books, too. So, yeah, I love and, you know, I, I grew up I did not grow up Catholic, but I absolutely adored nuns. In movies, yeah, the movies and TV from the Flying Nun to the Haley Mills movies with yeah. the Trouble with Angel and all those. So I had to put all those in. <laughs> yep. And then of course, Sister Mary Margaret is a much, much loved character. I get so much feedback from her. I love that. Yeah, she's she is popular, and so she isn't in the second book. So I heard about it. So you had it from reader. Okay, bring her back. Okay. Bring her back. We love Sister Mary Margaret. So yeah, so that was a lot of fun uh, to have the 50s tv and then why why she develops this deep deep friendship with this nun because mm-hmm. she grows up with a father who turns out to be a televangelist and is just a big hypocrite and i really was kind of shocked when that her. first came in through her mother's journals and stuff i was like what wait <laughs> and so there's so many layers to like at first i'm like okay it's gonna be this really light and blah and then i'm like oh oh wait and then like mm, what's going on here so i love that there's these layers of what's happening in the plot it's not just like like i don't know it is light and fun there is definitely the lightness and funness but there's there's deeper layers in your books too which makes it i don't know it's so cool and her mother who i don't want to give away too much but her mother has passed but her mother survives by writing to movie stars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah in her diary I thought, that, I thought that was so interesting yeah <laughs> fun too it was a, yeah, it was yeah. fun to write and and I do I do love old Hollywood I just, yeah. I just love it so really you made all the hard work for yourself doing the audiobook by adding in all these different elements I did and the reason I said it in 1979 was because somewhere in time but also because there is a mystery in every book that I hope is a little bit hard to solve I can't solve crimes if you have a cell phone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I can't I can't if you have a cell phone, what crime can't you solve? Come on. Right. You just Google everything and yeah. You yeah. don't got to go to a phone booth and put the dime in or, you know. Oh, that was like, so cute when you said you always carry a dime in your shoe. Yes, I mean, just yes. all the things. Uh, we were just, I was just driving with my mom across California and Oregon and Nevada and uh, Oklahoma. And we saw a phone booth at a rest stop. And I'm like, oh. I didn't even know there was places that still had phone booths. But we, it's so funny when we see that kind of stuff, like telling my kids, like, no, you'd have to have a dime with you when you went to town so you could call your mom to tell you when to pick you up. We didn't have cell phones. And my kids just look at me like, oh, like, what is going on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's fun to go back to those times. And, and you know, I mean, I was in high school in the early 70s. So it's all real to me i mean i lived it yeah yeah i was there you know it's kind yeah. of thing so yeah so it's 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 fun to uh incorporate all of that all of that into the story and then of course she goes on to she has a lot of problems she has a lot of issues and so i got a little romance i got yep. a little mystery i got a little intrigue i got a little entertainment 
And you I just wanted to write a book that I liked. Yeah, I love it. And I love it. Okay, so you started, we start with um, being Ethel. So did you know when you started that this was going to continue on with the series? Or were you just like, I'm just going to write this one book and then see what happens? Or did you already have it kind of planned out the whole series? What's this word plan you speak of? Oh, okay. I guess you're not a planner then. <laughs> I'm such a pantser. It's pathetic. Okay. <laughs> it's pathetic. What a big pantser I am. Okay. And for you, those of you who aren't into writing books, you're usually either a planner or a pantser. A pantser means it. you're just going as it comes along. I'm probably the poster child for, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to give it a try anyway. Okay. <laughs> this whole thing. That's kind of how I did 45 years of uh, marketing advertising. So when I started this, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but let's try it. Yeah. Oh, fun. well, uh, you're on a, on the roll. So I think you figured it out. <laughs> it's only after I find out. Oh, 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 I didn't do that right. Or, oh, I should, hmm, whoa, maybe I should have known that first. I'm kind of on that road. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. So fun. So, okay. So you have four books out now. Yes. Um, the ones we mentioned. And are there any more? Can the readers yes. be looking forward to more? The next one is Being Nancy in a World Lost in Mystery. Mm -hmm. And this is my ode to why I ever wanted to write a book, even though I didn't write it for, you know, 50 years or whatever what is to nancy drew yes oh I love uh, those nancy were drew. like every day i mean i just kept rereading them and going to the yes. library and getting more nancy drew books and i've read some hardy boys i don't know it's not the same it's not, it's the, not, same. The, same. It's not no. the same as nancy <laughs> right nancy's the one so yeah i've tried to i'm trying to collect a lot of the old ones yes when i go to it's antique stores if i find them yes i'm gonna snag them up yeah yeah so i'm gonna have a lot of things that you might not know about Nancy Drew books in general incorporated into this next book, which I think oh, will be okay. interesting for people because as I've done the research and delved in, there's so much as Nancy Drew readers, we had no idea about. Oh, very cool. Oh, the name of the author isn't. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, all that kind of stuff. There's just so much. So that's kind of the aspect. And then of course, there's always a mystery and Piper Penn's uh, who you meet in being Ethel and she just keeps meeting people. And then we go off on their rabbit hole, basically. Mm -hmm. So Piper mm -hmm. Penn's always meeting someone. And she's always still in the book. And then we meet who she meets. And we get to know them. And then there's a mystery and a little bit of romance. And yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Or whatever the theme is kind of thing. So cool. Okay. So um, we, we jumped ahead to Nancy. But okay. So we have, we have Ethel and Lucy. And then we have Dorothy, which is definitely, you know, longing for home. We know. Um, so what inspired this for the I'm huge, huge Wizard of Oz fan? Yeah. I have a huge, I have a big, I love Lucy collection. I have a big Wizard of Oz collection. I was That's in Kansas and because my, I went to see my grandpa, he was born in Kansas and lived there until the dust bowl. But uh, oh. I, there's a museum there and yeah. we had to meet someone for dinner and I'm like driving by going, I want to stop at this museum. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to go to that. We, we actually have one. Uh, Green Bay is about an hour away into a northern Wisconsin one that has this nice little Wizard of Oz museum I've never been to yet, too, oh, that I want to go to. But yeah, I'm a huge, and you know, I'm back from the day when you had to wait for it to come on TV once a year. And I'm even go so far back that we had to go to someone's house that had a color TV. Oh, yeah. So that when she opened the door, you could actually see the color. Yeah, yeah. It was such a big deal. So, so Piper Penn is established on the island and she meets this couple because she's very chatty and forward and she meets this couple sitting on the uh, porch of the grand hotel but 
they aren't who they seem to be. They mm. are estranged married spies. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so if you like knitting mm-hmm. and you like spies stories and you like cats and you like Mackinac Island, you'll like this book. That is so fun. That is so fun. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Allison in a world okay, so- lost in the looking glass. Alice is my ode to music and to the the rock stars of the 70s, 60s, and 70s that I love. I'm a big Dan Fogelberg fan, mm-hmm. James Taylor, Carly Simon, that whole era of music. So Alice becomes very disfigured by an accident, mm. and she's growing up in a not good situation, but she's like this musical savant that can play any instrument. So she gets almost traded by her Uncle Rabbit to be go to the Grand Hotel when this big rock star is coming and to, uh, be, you know, run his band and all that kind of thing. So, and he has been the idol of her life. Wow. She, she wears an eye patch and like a little veil thing because she's very disfigured on one mm. side of her face. So that's her story. And there's a mystery and there's, uh, of course, a, a love story in there and more about Mackinac Island very What's much. happening there? And Yeah, yeah. and I, I pick a flower for everyone and um, I paint the postcards on the front of each one. So you do the covers too? Yeah, I don't. I work with an artist to lay out the covers, but I do the postcard on the okay, front. I'm going to just hold this up and so hopefully they can get it. They're beautiful. So that's Arch Rock, which is a very uh, big place. If you ever go to Mackinac Island, you'll definitely go to Arch Rock. It looks down onto the water. It's gorgeous. And then uh, the flower for this one is Forget Me Not. So in every mm-hmm. cover, you'll see there's clues to the story. Like there's the looking glass. There's okay, the I wasn't hat. paying that well, that good of attention. <laughs> so, yeah, so you'll okay. see... You'll see there's a paintbrush on being Ethel. That's because yeah, Piper's an artist. Yeah. And you'll see the lilacs. And lilacs are huge on Mackinac Island. They have a big lilac festival. And lilac's a big deal on Mackinac Island. Okay, then here's Dorothy. And I'm being Dorothy. This is the Grand Hotel. And then geraniums. And geraniums are all over the Grand Hotel. And then I introduce these two cats into the story. And then you see knitting. You see knitting up in the corner. And then being Alice is the looking glass and the forget-me-nots. And you see the Mad Hatter hat. And you see a guitar and music. Because this is all about. I wasn't paying that close of attention. Let me just. Well, plus, plus, I was listening on audiobook. Like I have the books, but I was listening on yeah. audiobook. So yeah. And being Wendy is now. This is uh, Wendy is turning fifty. It's her fiftieth uh, birthday, and she is a famous writer. So you see the ink oh, pen up in the yeah. corner and the typewriter, and you see the Peter Pan hat down in the corner, and um, she kind of has a thing for this guy who drives this horse and carriage and and the uh, black eyed susans play into the story oh which are all island flowers so that's on there too so that's that's all part of it too so yeah i just love how your mind is like oh let's do this oh let's do this oh i like this and then you tie <laughs> in like, your pants i'm like oh what happened i'm a very much what would happen if we did this yeah <laughs> or did that yeah so okay so you're working on book five right now yes and with nancy like are your thoughts already going ahead to like more or are you are you just focusing on nancy right now i'm gonna focus on nancy i think there's more i i um i want to do a christmas version Mm, a christmas yeah yeah and i i think that would have you been there during uh, mechanic island during no i've never been there in the winter you know everything kind of shuts down and there's not as much stuff open and there's fewer hotels and and, you know, I have to live through winter here in Green Bay, so it's not enchanting to me to go anywhere in winter. Yeah, that's it true. Warm. <laughs> it's not exciting, believe me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, maybe she goes on vacation. 
That's true. That's true. But I, uh, I have, I have a great idea for that book too, for the, okay. the Christmas one. Um, but I'm sticking with the being and then the name and then the subtitle so that they will all still follow that. Yeah. And then maybe a couple more. And then I, then I might branch off into something totally different. Okay. This is so fun. Okay. So there are so many people that say like someday I'll write a book and maybe I retire. I mean, what inspiration do you have for someone to just like, yes, you got to, you got to do it. You got to get started. You have to just go for it. You do. And I, I, I like to say I didn't publish till I was over 60. So for someone thinking, oh, I can't, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm the, maybe the grandma Moses when it comes to things <laughs> till she was, you know, and I just didn't have time with right. working and everything. So I, you know what I love the most about it, absolutely love the most is I don't care. Yeah. I'm retired. Yeah. I don't care. Rules. Eh. I love that you know what I mean I'm not sitting here going oh I want to write books so that I can quit my job so I can be a full-time writer I have none of that pressure because I'm retired so I am really doing this for pure fun and I'm doing it with almost like keeping it fun I don't follow a lot of rules yeah and that has made it very much a joyful experience Mm -hmm. because I just I mean I did 45 years of rules yeah this is how you do it you know I was in advertising writing and I mean corporate I know I know it all mm-hmm. but now I'm like yeah. yeah there's just not there's just not the pressure to like put up the, like it takes me a year to write a book because I'm doing all this other crazy stuff but it gets done when it gets done yeah I mean I know that's not great for marketing but well you know that's I mean it you're having fun with it. And I think, you know, if you were stressed out and I have to get a book out every year, every six months and do all this stuff and do all this marketing, then it wouldn't be fun anymore. And and people always ask me, like, I, I was just talking to a friend. I haven't talked to her in a while and we were catching up. She goes, how many books are you writing? And I was like, oh, I'm doing children's and I'm doing a middle grade mystery. And I'm doing Amish and I'm doing, it's just like, which do you like to do? And I'm like, I like being creative. I like making stuff up. And so you have to have fun. Like, even though, you know, there's the business side and contracts or whatever, getting the covers. I mean, there's work parts too. But if you aren't having fun, I can't imagine doing this. If I had to like, oh, I don't want to write. I mean, it's it's fun to sit up and make up stories and make up characters and, and do this. So even though I do have kids, I'm not retired at all. My youngest is 12. We're still, we're still going to yeah. be parenting for yeah. a while. I mean, I think you have to just enjoy it and have fun. It, it has to be more than I just want to see my name in print or yeah. I don't, I don't think it's ever going to happen or you're not going to have fun doing that if you do it that way. And I think it's like anything else. Once you kind of get into it and you see how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. well, you do this, then you do that. Then you yeah. do that. Then you do that and you just keep learning and learning and learning and learning. And, and eventually if you keep at it, it will happen. Yeah. Yep. And you it have to keep at happen. it and connect yeah. with people that will encourage you because it does get discouraging in time. You may think, why did I do this? And I want to do and something you, to, else. you know, you have to get a little bit of thick skin because you're putting something that you put your life into and then somebody will say, I don't like it. Yeah. You know, or your, your Amazon reviews or your, you have to, that's part yeah. of it. I mean, I, but you have some good, great Amazon reviews. So, but there's always, I mean, none of our books are going to please everybody. There's always, right. gonna be, it just yeah. doesn't, doesn't work for them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a, I wish sometimes reviewers would think about that. It's like, just, just say it wasn't your cup of tea. Right. 
don't yeah. don't kill the writer or the dream or the you know it was somebody's cup of tea yeah yeah and i just have to get to the point where i just don't look <laughs> so i mean yeah, I, I would say most of my reviews are wonderful but there's this one yeah. they just they don't like my, it. My, okay. my favorite one was something about you know exactly what's going to happen and then in the review it said i didn't know what was going to happen yeah <laughs> you're like i don't know yeah yeah so it is comical. Yeah, it is. It it gets to be part of it. But yeah, that's that's part of it too. You're like you you put your stuff out there and people are going to have opinions and Yeah, that's right. You just put one foot in front of the other, eat the elephant one bite at a time and say all the clichés you know and you will be a writer. That's there you go. I love that. I love that. And throw in <laughs> things you love. Throw in throw things, things you, love. you love. Oh, I couldn't do it if I wasn't throwing in things I loved. I I yeah. couldn't I couldn't have a uh publishing companies say to me, we, this is really hot right now, right? This, mm -hmm. I couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be hard. Yeah, that would. Yeah. Okay. So I always love to ask who, what are some Christian fiction books that you've enjoyed? doesn't have to be in the recent time, just some that you've loved. Here's the big thing. I'm not a big Christian fiction reader. Okay. I, I am very much a nonfiction reader, okay. which is weird that I even became a Christian mm -hmm. fiction reader. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I, I do, I do love of uh, many of the people that I've met. Yes. Through this many, yeah. um, uh, Casey Hart and Ann Perrault and, um, Jennifer Niffer and, and some of these, that, that they're like me, they're brand yeah. new and they have whatever else. So, but I, I really read a lot more nonfiction non fiction than I read fiction I'm yeah. just not a big I know that's the average know that's people are like, going no I don't want to hear that <laughs> you know why part of it is because I'm so busy and part of it it's usually a book to um enrich my Christian walk mm, that's good you know so I'm like uh like I love unoffendable I don't know if mm -hmm. you've read that book or not but like no, stuff haven't. like that yeah so I'm I'm enriching my I'm getting my devotion, Bible study, learning at the same time. But I definitely want to read more Christian fiction and I will read more, but it just, it is not my bent. It's not what I gravitate toward. Okay. So, so because she said she wants to, you guys can leave a comment on yeah. here for books you might, because you've heard her talk, you've seen the interview. So you're like, Ooh, I think she'll like this. Leave yeah. it in the comments and Michelle will Michelle will look at this. Well, I like, I like, I mean, I like, uh, I like Agatha Christie mysteries. Oh I yeah. I like the mystery and I like to not be able to solve it. I try to make mine so you can't solve it. Yeah. I try really hard to do that, yeah. which I think is the hardest part of writing the book actually. Yeah, it is. If I didn't have a mystery in there, I could write a lot faster. Yeah. I know. But Cause you have to figure out like how you're going to plant information with everyone realizing that there is information and then. Yeah. You have to take them down trails that aren't the way they're supposed to go. Yeah. Yes. yes, the red herrings and and you have to make it, but you have to you can't make it so far fetched they go, come on. You're right. Yeah. But you have to make it enough that they go, oh, they have yep. to like like the idea that they were led down and fooled a little bit. Yeah. So to me, that's the real trick mm -hmm. of it is to write them. That's what that's what takes the most for me is how am I going to do this mystery? Well, because it takes a little like planning. Planning. Right? And I well, I don't like to repeat myself. Yeah. So every book I try to be quite different than other than some of the characters are the same. I try yeah. to keep it quite different. And I, I will say in being Wendy, the very, very ending blew myself away. Oh, okay. That's pretty fun. 
I was like, I feel like I've come farther as a mystery writer. That's book. cool. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I oh. hope I'm getting a little better every book. Oh, so fun. All right. So Michelle, where can people go to find more information about these books and about you and to keep up with you? Uh, LakeGirlPublishing.com. Okay. And that's where I have a page on there for my artwork. I have a page on there for my voice work. You can hear a bunch of the voice things that I've done, if that's yeah. interesting to you. Uh, my books are on there. It's uh, it's my doodles. It's not a fancy website. It's a lot of the, all the little icons are my doodles. Uh, so, and I, my eBooks are on Amazon Okay. and they're all 99 cents this week, actually. That is awesome because this is perfect oh, timing. Yeah. One of the comments yeah. is I just bought these on Kindle this morning. So yeah. 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 So they're 99 cents uh, through Saturday. And um, so I'm free on Kindle Unlimited and my paperbacks are everywhere. And if you that. go to Mackin Island and you go to their bookstore, there you'll find my books. Oh, fun. So, so I go every year to Mackin Island and sign books at the bookstore, which was a dream you know, 20, 30 oh, years yeah. ago. You're like Looking at those books, I never, I never knew I was going to write books for Mac and Island. Aww. I just would always want to take a book home and feel like I was taking some of the island home with me. Yes. So That's it awesome. really is a dream come true. For sure. I love it. I love that you're doing this and you're just having so much fun. And I, I think am. that's so inspiring and encouraging. So thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. And and you are an inspiration and thank you for having oh, this thanks. forum and your website is phenomenal. And <laughs> It's such a positive, happy place for people to find out more about great Christian fiction and the people who write. And I just, I think it's all wonderful. And, and thank you because I know you have a lot on your plate and yet you continue to do this. So thank well, you so much. Yeah. Well, I love books. I love people. So this is fun for me too. So thank you. Wonderful. Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I hope you received help and inspiration that's what I'm here for. Now, remember, if you would like to submit a question, email it to hello at trishagoyer.com. And I can't wait until we connect again.